0: Love Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. Hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn, and Park Coalition Radio, as well as those who are part of my Blog Talk Radio community, and those who will be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has over 180 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. So make sure you get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash getorganized. And in the next half hour, I will share with you my audiobook pick of the week. Well, tonight we have got Fran McNeil, who is an MBA Significant Business Results Coach, and she's the author of Significant, From Frustrated to Fantastic, Inspirational Stories for the Entrepreneurial Woman, and she's um, patiently waiting in our virtual green room. Then in the next half hour, I will be providing you with some tips and Taylor's tip time, as well as my product suggestion, app suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion of the week. But before I bring Fran on, I did some um, researching out there and Googled, and I have a list of Americans' first women from the 17th century to the 20th century. And these are women that were the first in doing what a lot of us now have done for years, and they just paved the way. So in the 17th century, in 1640, Anne Bradstreet, she was the first poet and the British North American colonies to be published. In the 18th century, 1762, Anne Franklin was the first female newspaper editor in America. In the 19th century, Mary Kies was the first woman to receive a U.S. patent, and that was in 1809. And in the 20th century, Alice Stevens... Wells, who originally was a minister, was the first American-born woman to be sworn in as a police officer in 1910, which was in Los Angeles. And then in 1934, she was promoted to sergeant. So I just wanted to share those with you because we are talking about uh, business. We are talking about doing what you want to do with your life and we have with us this evening Fran McNeil MBA significant business results coach she helps business leaders convert market opportunities into significant business results increase sales improve cash flow reduce expenses and greater profitability everybody could use friends and coach clients use Fran when they want improvements and plans people and Profits. Fran McNeil was named the 2014 Small Business Influencers by Small Business Trends and 2014 Power Women by Mainline Today, and she's also received this year and recognition by the Philadelphia Business Journal. As a business coach, Fran is brilliant. She has a way of pushing you to strive for your best without actually pushing you. She is able to expertly foster growth, new ways of thinking, and new strategies for your business just by asking the perfectly timed questions. As a breast cancer survivor, stroke survivor, Fran's keynote motivate entrepreneurs who are infected with frustration and paralyzed by fear to focus their energy for action and achieve significant business results. Fran is affiliated with premier entrepreneurial programs, Goldman Sachs, Ten Thousand Small Business Initiatives, Tory Birch Foundation Women's Business Initiatives, Toe Knight Center for Entrepreneurial Journalism, and Kaufman Fast Track. Fran McNeil has extensive corporate experience in financial services, manufacturing, sales, and training. She has worked at PNC Financial Services, Strategic Computer Assistance, Incorporated, Mellon Bank, FMC, and Smith-Klein-Beacham. Fran McNeil's book, Significant, From Frustrated to Fantastic," Inspirational Stories for the Entrepreneur Woman, is now in French and in Spanish. So without further ado... I'm going to bring on Fran McNeil. Good evening, Fran.
0: Well, thank you so much, Janet. I am so excited to be on your show. Thank you for making time for me to be on the show. And I just want to congratulate you for your show, your business, your efforts. You are significant, and you make a big difference in a lot of people's lives. So continue to do what you do, and thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Fran, and thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Before we get into the book, I want to ask you a question. What made you decide to be a significant business results coach of all your vast experience that you've had in corporate America?
0: Well, that's a great question, Janet, and I think there really Three small answers. One, corporate America gives you an opportunity to see large organizations in action, and they work because individuals make big contributions. And so being one of those worker bees, I always wanted to be at the top of the organization and found myself frustrated that I wasn't immediately moved from new employee to president in a day. And so I, I, you know, just longed to be a CEO. And um, seeing people in leadership roles made me want to be a CEO. I think the second is that, Corporate America has a lot of rules, and in a lot of ways, there are a lot of inconsistent rules. And I felt that some of the greatness that I had to offer, I just didn't get to express. And then finally, I discovered in looking around that entrepreneurship was an option. Creating my own business, not so I would be my own boss but so I could really be of service to others, and when I really did the right thing, I could get compensated well for it. So those are the mm-hmm. three reasons. I was part of a large organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I was frustrated, and I saw entrepreneurship as a way to really be that CEO and run a business. Mm. You know,
1: and it's interesting as you you said that because – as I was getting ready for um, the show and to talk to you, I realized that of all the things I've done in my life, being my own boss is the one thing I've stuck to. I always thought maybe there was something wrong with me because I would go to this job, to this position, always feeling frustrated, which is one of the the um, words you use in your title of your book. But this is the one thing that I found that I was happy with. I, I could do, and I and I felt I could do it well. So um, it's interesting that you share that with you. And I just want to tell you, friend, they're loving you. I mean, I'm getting my phone because people are tweeting about the show. People are in the <laughs> in the chat room. So the women are loving you. So my next question is, what made you write the book significant from frustrated to fantastic? Which I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that that nickname actually came from a client. And I think that when you're an entrepreneur, again, you are not your own boss. I have to disagree with a very good friend of mine um, who actually wrote a book around being your own boss. Um, I think that when you are an effective entrepreneur, you are really in service of clients. And clients and customers share with you what they want what pains they have, and what problems they want to solve. And so um, in in really becoming an entrepreneur, I actually started training other entrepreneurs um, by being part of programs like the Kaufman Fast Track. So I had access to great materials, uh, mm-hmm. great resources, um, fellow uh, facilitators. And as I shared with people sort of what the best practices were, I had a chance to do them myself, and I found that a lot of entrepreneurs really didn't get the support that they needed, and when they were in small groups, such as a classroom, and had a chance to be really honest with what was getting in the way, often there were things that they were doing themselves that were holding Mm -hmm. them back, and so a word that I often heard people say is, I'm frustrated. You know, maybe it wasn't enough money, maybe it wasn't enough resources, Mm -hmm. but to a certain degree, there was frustration with themselves. I think the second thing that really, so I I began to hear other people's stories and began to focus in on the pain, the pain of frustration. I think the second thing was, um, as I kind of went through life, I experienced some health challenges, and those health challenges were literally getting in the way of me doing my business, living my life. Um, At one point, I was paralyzed for two weeks, so I physically couldn't move. And I began to make this connection between what is it where where are the times where you're holding yourself back and where are the times, and therefore frustrated, and where are the times where you literally are being held back physically um, and and that, that that led me to look at some of my own personal stories, and so I documented those, and I shared those with others and uh, began to get mm. feedback, again, finding out I'm not the only one. Um, mm-hmm. So my, my book is, is really designed um, as a way for me to be transparent about some of the challenges and transparent about um, ways that I've overcome those challenges. And in most cases it involves not isolating myself but rather admitting, you know, I'm stuck, asking for help, um, listening to the wisdom of others, and taking some action.
1: And I think that and I think those those things are very key. It's like acknowledging, okay, I'm stuck, I'm not where I should be, and I know I'm capable of being So maybe I do need to seek out, like you said, the wisdom of others who have gone before me. Um, And I think a lot of times people, it's that isolation, because as a um, business owner, specifically if you are working from your home, you can feel isolated unless you really Mm -hmm. proactively, and I proactively make sure on times when I'm not working on site regularly with clients to get out, to network, to meet whether it's for coffee whether it's for tea or lunch etc so that is that's really good so my next well one of the things in your book you say um of course you you show women who are frustrated in their career how to increase their energy i mean you cover everything embrace opportunities find support love life which is always important and stay mm-hmm. significant in a competitive market but out of all of that I wanted you to talk about a couple of things where I find sometimes that as women where we embrace opportunities but also stay competitive, how do you share that information? Because I'm seeing a lot of women who are – they've been doing something maybe for 20 years, and now they're looking at doing something different, but they feel that they only can do one thing. And then I start laying out like, okay, yes, you've been in this career for twenty years, but look at all the things you've done while you've been in there and it kind of like a light bulb goes off. It's like, wow, I did do fundraising and did training and I did um do this, that and the other. So how do you share with women to embrace those opportunities but also stay competitive?
0: Well Janet, I I think you've begun to outline some of the steps. Part of it is the reflection around literally what have you done, you know, taking inventory. I don't want to get into your territory, but I guess it's like looking in the closet. You know, what's in the <laughs> closet? Um, so, and then, you know, kind of saying what What are the ensembles? You know, what can I pull out? What shoes match with this dress? You know, what things do I need to get rid of? Um, so it's taking the inventory, and then it's identifying what matches up with what, Um, And then looking not only inside but also outside, what's happening in the world around you. So, you know, maybe you're a great communicator, and that was maybe for the last 20 years as a writer of newspaper articles. But what has changed in the written communication world? And so what's transferable, maybe to blogs or what's transferable to tweets or what's transferable to video. Um, And so that's, that's a big part of embracing opportunity. It's the taking the inventory. It's the looking inside as well as outside. And I think it involves asking those questions of others that know you well and sometimes of others that are really good at because they're out in the environment looking at things differently. So I think what's powerful in part about your show is you focus on, you know, the opening gut clutter. And I think people can think about that physically, but they can also think about that emotionally and mentally and intellectually. And what can they organize in their life or reorganize in their life so that they create other opportunities or look at opportunities differently. Mm-hmm.
1: That's good. I like the way you just took it and just twist turned it into a little closet organizing segment, Brian, mm-hmm. where you could just go in the closet. But you're right, it's like really about taking inventory of all the skills that you have learned. And you have implemented over the years, but then also how you can transform into today's market. So that was a good tip. I I hope all of you listened, because I wrote that down on my little piece of paper so I can tweet that. That was an excellent um, nugget that Fran um, provided with us. So in regards to staying competitive, so is that also part of the competitive piece as well, taking inventory? (laughs) and Is that how?
0: It is. It is, and I would go to um, something that I often say to folks. Business is really about the three R's. It's relationships, it's results, and it's revenue. So whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in corporate America, whether you're a nonprofit, whether you're a student, an intern, whether you're running your household, um, which uh, requires lots and lots of skills. The being competitive involves more than just yourself. So having those relationships due to networking is really important. Looking at what are your strengths, what does the marketplace mean, um, who else has comparable strengths so that you have strategic partners, um, and who really values what you have to offer. offer. So relationships are a part. I think uh, also being effective and staying competitive means not only taking inventory of what you have, but what you have done and what you could do. So connecting those dots and having a journal of um, where you've added value, when people have given you compliments, when you have – Um, provided something of value to someone else. And then finally, literally kind of tallying up um, your worth. When have you been paid? Um, How much have you been paid? Um, What are people who are providing something similar getting paid? So I know people that maybe make wedding cakes, um, so they perhaps volunteer and offer cupcakes at their church, but what was the value of those cupcakes? What What is the marketplace value? Um, how many people have tweeted photos um, about those cupcakes? And are those people, and when will those people be potential customers? So making that, being competitive involves, again, I'm going to use that word inventory, taking inventory of, the relationships where you give and where you get, where you add value, whether it's advice um, or service, it's tallying up the results that you provided and tallying up the revenue that you've accumulated, even if that revenue is in the form of praise or testimonials. Mm.
1: And, you know, it's interesting, Fran, when you said about the cupcakes um, during the the Pope weekend, I call it, a neighbor of mine um, made me a sandwich. And and, and when somebody says they're going to make you a sandwich, I was grateful for it. But when I unwrapped it in the aluminum foil, I was in awe and I took pictures and I posted it. And she was amazed at how many people responded on my social media. And I told her, I said, well, first of all, all of my friends and the people who follow me, we just food lovers. And she was <laughs> saying, you know, and I told her, I said, have you ever really thought about, you know, learning about, you know, really going, taking some courses, finding out about the food industry, and really just offerings? And she said, I did, she says, but somebody discouraged me because of the price. And I said, but you have to understand, there's a market for this. I said, because I I love food and and I know how much people are willing to pay for a good sandwich. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of just by... Seeing the reaction, she said she was amazed at the quick response. I said, because these are people who enjoy good food and they're willing to pay for good food. So um, that was right It's just about knowing your value. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. getting an outside opinion of that value. So that was good. This is such a good show, friend. I'm going to have to tweet it to to people I know in my (laughs) circle. (laughs) Wow. Wow. so my, my last question to you is, what are some of the things you do every day to help you stay in control of your day and your time? Because, I, you know, sometimes I see you, you're, you're exercising, you know, near the art museum steps, or you're going to a networking event, or you may, you know, I know you have to um, do your coaching with clients, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So
0: how do you
1: manage your day and your time?
0: Well, I, I you used two words. One was control, the other was manage. And mm. I'd like to say that I, I actually start with the mindset. I start with the mindset that even if I try to control it, there are times that I can't control it. <laughs> um, and I also recognize that what I can manage is my mindset. I approach my my day, actually, usually a week ahead of time. And that may sound a little bit contradictory, but I try to look a week out, a month out, and say what's really important for me to accomplish as it relates to relationships, as it relates to results, and as it relates to revenue. What's a healthy balance for me where I am? For me, priorities include literally getting sleep, because I know that if I don't get enough sleep, if I don't take the medicine that's necessary for me to prevent seizures, you know, I could be at risk for health. Um, I know I need to eat right, and I know I need to exercise. So kind of, you know, taking care of my human body is really important. Um, Who are the people that nourish me? Who are the, you know, who are the people that when I see I receive a smile, and who are the people that I can give a smile to? So, managing my calendar and building in things that I look forward to make it a lot easier to, in a sense, stay in control of my day and my time because I'm filling my month and my weeks and my days with activities that I really look forward to? And absolutely, are there things that I do um, occasionally that I really don't look forward to? And the answer is yes, but I try to just have that frustration as a millisecond activity as opposed to, you know, something that I spend five hours saying, gee, I know this is X, Y, Z is coming up and I hate hate it. So Mm -hmm. I really try to stay out of frustrated. And, uh yes, it's probably leaning towards the book title, but I really try to stay in <laughs> the mindset of fantastic. You know, life is wonderful. I'm alive. I know great people. There's lots of wisdom in the world. There's lots of wisdom with every person that I meet. And I really try to approach life with almost this enthusiasm of a three-year-old. It's here to discover. It's here to appreciate. Um, and, um, you know, that, that, that just makes life so much more wonderful.
1: Wow. That was wonderful, (laughs) Fran. I'm
0: gonna
1: have to listen to this segment over again myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how can listeners get in contact with you? How can they get your
0: book? Sure. Sure. Well, you know, just, you know Janet you have provided me with a wonderful opportunity to share part of my story so um what i ask people to do is if they or invite people to do is to go to my website which is www.significantyou.com and um, on that website, they can certainly put in their email address, and that will allow them to stay connected with me. Um, they can certainly, from that website, significantyou.com, then link on to Amazon and purchase my book. They can follow me on Facebook at significantyou, and then the letter C. Um, they can follow me on Twitter, significantyou, the letter C, as well. And um, you know, if they're with me and or on Facebook and Twitter, um, then there'll be opportunities to see me live. So that that that's pretty much it.
1: Well, listeners, you've heard the different ways that you can connect with Fran. You can get her book, and just you know, be um, go from frustrated to fantastic with Fran McNeil. Well, that sounds like a nice little show there, Fran. <laughs> Well, I thank you so much for your time this evening. I look forward to connecting with you again face-to-face. And um, you have a wonderful evening, Fran.
0: Thank you, Janet. Thank you again. Continued success with your program. I love what you do. We have already talked about uh, before the show planning some events together and, um, you know, You are one of my strategic and significant business partners. I really appreciate the work that you're doing and, again, continue to do what you do. You make a difference in the world.
1: And the feeling is mutual, Fran, and you definitely make a difference, and thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Hello, this is Lynn Edwards from Virtual Excellence, and you are listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized with Janet Taylor.
1: And our sponsor is Audible.com, and it is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial membership. Just go to AudibleTrial.com, get organized, and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. It's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. For the night is Women Who Run With the Wolves, Myths, and Stories of the Wild Women Archetype. And this is um, a great kind of compliment to uh, our guest tonight, and it's drawn from her own work as a analyst. Um, and keep old stories like the sisters to illustrate society systematically strip away the feminine spirit through exhalation into a nature of wild women archetypes, and she basically helps them discover and free their own wild nature because we all have as women who run with the wolves. So that is my audiobook selection for this evening. So um, that was a wonderful interview with Fran McNeil. So I do hope that you listen to it again. I hope you connect with Fran and I hope you tell others to listen to this podcast. So now I'm going to provide you with some tips in my tailor's tips. I'm just going to share um, a few of them with you because um, they are a part of my, um, the first one is um, create an efficient office. Um, do you know that people spend over 150 hours per year looking for misplaced information? And here are a few ways I keep my office and desk cutter free. The first thing is I reduce the number of documents I print. I only, um, once I'm done working on a document, it's saved in a designated folder for easier access. I open all mail by the waste basket and if it's either filed, it's trashed, it's shredded or cycled. I use my in basket to organize paperwork that remains on my desk and purge documents in my basket weekly and I clear my desk at the end of each day. So that's one thing I do. Um also, I actually create an efficient home office with 80% of the stuff We keep, we never reference again, and we wear only 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. So donate what you no longer need, eliminate duplicates in the kitchen, organize, and clearly label anything stored in the basement, garage, or the attic. Next thing is I create my own support system. And as you said, running a business and balancing a personal life can be challenging, which is why I've created my own support groups for both. Over the years, I've established relationship with fellow business women, so we encourage each and support each other during the ups as well as the downs. And then, also when I entered in my 50s, I felt I needed support group in place because my mother and aunts, um, who were older, had passed away. So I needed older women in my life just to provide me with insight as well as wisdom as I embrace life getting older. And the support system has equipped me to be better managed both my business and life. And the last business strategy is enjoy life and have fun. Do something fun at least once a week. Um, Watch your favorite movie, your favorite show, schedule times to stay connected with family and friends, take walks with your neighbors in the community, stay connected via social media. So, again, The first thing is create an efficient office. The second thing is create an efficient home. Eighty percent of the stuff you keep, you never reference again. Create your own support groups for both professional and personal, and enjoy life and have fun. So those are my tailor Tip times, and you can check out more of those tips in my blog, in my latest blog, for a full list of all My business strategies, as well as other tips, will help you organize your home, your office, as well as your life. Well, now we're going to move to my mailbag, and I want to thank all of you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. Thank you for all following me on social media. Thank you for following me on Instagram, Um, and thank you for following me and my Blog Talk Radio community. Tomorrow is Toss It Tuesday. So, I want you to toss and shred, again, any of rejection letters, denial applications, collection notices that you no longer need. Let's get rid of that stuff, that toxic stuff from your past, from things that happened to you that you have overcome and you have corrected. So, let's get rid of them, shred them. Again, it's Toss It Tuesday. And... So get rid of rejection letters, the denied applications, and the collection notices. Just get rid of them. So now moving on to my app suggestion of the week. And my app suggestion is um, in line with our topic tonight. And this app is called Joe's Goals. It's a free daily goal or habit tracking web tool with a simple and pleasant interface you can create multiple goals and check off each day as you accomplish them it's called joes j o e s goals and it's free daily goal or habit tracking app my product suggestion is morgan unifier A desktop organized to hold your business cards, pens, notebook, and more. And it's from Levenger. And for those of you who follow me via Facebook, via Twitter, via LinkedIn, you will actually get to see a photo of it right after this show. Huh. I'm sorry. It says um, tomorrow because I have so many old bills that I have to. They're so wonderful. Thank you all for your tweets and everything. I'm 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 looking at my my uh, chat room, but I'm also looking over here at my tweets as well. Thank you. So again, Morgan Unifier, a desktop organizer, can hold your business cards, it can hold your pens, it can hold your notebook, and and more. And this will look nice on your desk, and it'll keep all those things organized. And for my repurpose suggestion is a piano that was transformed into a desk. And you can also give your chairs a new look. And if you go to my Pinterest page and there's a repurpose the office where you can find some wonderful ideas on how to repurpose things and transform your office. Give it a new paint of color. Give it a new look. Give it a whole new... um, way of using the item so make sure you go to my Pinterest page for lots of different organizing ideas but my repurpose section specifically for the office on how you can transform some things and create a whole new look and feel for your office so that was my app suggestion my product suggestion and my repurpose suggestion for the week and while I have a few minutes let me read some of these tweets here that have just been coming in. Thank you so, so, so much. And let's see, one person says, I will fully participate in Toss of Tuesday tomorrow because I have so many old bills that I've already paid one time. Yay. At Carl, Carla R. Jenkins. Yay. And thank you so much for following me as well. Well, next week turning guest Felicia Wallace Benton and she will be sharing ways to organize a small space cuz I know a lot of you out there um have a small space whether you live in the city or the suburbs, you have small spaces throughout your home, so she's going to be here to share some strategies on how to maximize and store things in those spaces. So that's next week, Felicia Wallace-Benton. And then the week after, I'm excited, I met a woman. Her name is Melissa Schnapp. And we're going to be talking about the upcoming holiday season, on how we can take control of the way we feel about the whole holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Yes, for some of you, it is a wonderful time of the year, but for a lot of people, there's depression that comes in, there's loneliness that comes in, and I want to help you be a little bit more proactive about the way you approach this holiday season. So I am looking forward to her returning, and of course, the end of the month, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite guests, Ms. Lynn Edwards a Virtual Excellence Business Solution on outsourcing because a lot of you out there are small business owners or you are thinking about starting a business, your consultants, and how you can really better manage your teams that you outsource things to, whether it's web, whether it's social media, whether it's administrative, whether it could be party planning or projects on how to better manage those teams. So she'll be coming later this month. So that rounds up the month of October. And, of course, I've got some exciting guests lined up for November. quote for the week is, the best thing about the future is it comes one day at a time. The best thing about the future is it comes one day at a time. And that is by Abraham Lincoln. And, yes, the future comes one day at a time. So whether you have decided to organize your home, organize your office, organize your life, better manage your time, or just make a transition to a new career, the future comes one day at a time. So like Fran said, Take time to take inventory, just like we go in and take inventory of our pantries as it gets closer, at least those of us on the East Coast to the colder months. We like to take inventory of the pantry so we'll know what we need to buy for our So that it should there be a storm and we're snowed in, and we have food, or just to prep, start prepping for the big holiday season, we take inventory. Or because we're transitioning into a new season this fall, We take inventory of our closets. Well, sometimes it's good to take inventory of our skills and all the things that we have been doing all of our life. Um, I can share with you personally. When I first started on this journey as a businesswoman, I really just saw myself as an organizer, and that's what I did. I would go into people's homes and people's offices and organize things. But But now, 20 years later, I realized there are so many other gifts and skills that I have that I was even in awe. I was given an assignment by my business coach. She wanted me to list every every possibility way that I could actually earn income. She said, I just want to stretch you right now. And she did stretch me. To my surprise, I started thinking of, instead of thinking it in, in a broad term, home organizing, office organizing, I started thinking of it in smaller terms of all the things that I did. For example, years ago, I would go and help a senior citizen once a month just organize her bills because mentally she wasn't there anymore, but she still still knew how much money she had in her checking account. So that was something I could do. I could certainly plan an event, not that I like to do it, but I can do it. So I am sure there are things out there that a lot of you do. You probably make like the best cupcakes in the world, or you probably know how to decorate a home or make the best gift basket. And that's in addition to everything else. Yes, you've got your nine to five where you have been working 10 years, 20 years or more doing what you do to perfection. But then there's those other little things, those gifts and talents that you have. Maybe you are a great – I know somebody who went from being in the financial office to actually starting a resume business because she was so good at it. I know people who are excellent at – they can come into your home and just – transform it. I could I used to send pictures to my girlfriend and she said, Oh, you need this color and that color for your bedroom because I was clueless. I can organize a bedroom, but for me to actually decorate it, that wasn't me. I mean my friends are some of the best cooks in the world. So just begin to take a little inventory. If you just do that this week and share it with me and see what you see how many actually skills you actually do have. I was surprised. I had over fifty over 50 things that I, I can do. I enjoy doing. Um, not that I want to do them, but you never know what the next half of my life has in store for me. I mean, and and I feel that it will open up things for you. Um, one of the things, you know, I love organizing, but I also love repurposing. So, I decided it was time for me to begin to give my time and my talent to, to an organization out there. And lo and behold, I found an organization where I can actually do that. I can actually give some input on how people can repurpose things or find ways that we, people can repurpose things. You know, a lot of you may have heard, I really want to help um, kids with reading and books. Well, that opportunity opened up for me. So I'm hoping that the conversation between Fran McNeil and I tonight, and those of you out there listening, your one take inventory of what you can offer the world. Because I know all of you out there can offer something more than you ever imagined. And two, just begin. Like it says, the future it comes one day at a time. So maybe right now you are so happy doing what you do, and then maybe that second, a second career. I have my wonderful neighbor who's 80 years young. She's on her third career. Her first career was in teaching. Then she had a tour business, which she still does, but very limited now. But now she's on her third career. Her third career is teaching English as a second language because she speaks so many languages. And she's enjoying it. So I hope all of you out there will think about that. Just just something to think about as you decide to organize your life. This is an organize your life session. Yes, it's you know, it's time for us to transition to closets because it's the season's changing here. Get those pantries all stocked well stocked. Make sure that car is parked in the garage so that when the snowstorm at least hits on the East Coast and wherever else in the country that you won't have to shovel it out and then shovel your walkway or your driveway out. But think about taking inventory because I'm sure a lot of you, like me, have not done that. So, and if you do that, share it with me. Send me an email. You can go to janetmtaylor.com and click the contact page. Um, or, of course, you know, a lot of you just communicate me via Twitter and Facebook. So, again, next week is Felicia Wallace Benton of Organizing Small Spaces. That's going to be our topic. So, I truly just want to thank all of you who have tuned in, who have been listening, and who allow me to do what I love to do each and every week is to talk about the topic of organizing. So I thank you all for listening. And be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, on your social media network. And of course, please visit my website because it has got a new look. We're constantly changing it. We're updating it. But it's got a new look at com. And until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But well, most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.